West Tigers fans, the off-season is officially over. Our boys, the West Tigers, are back this weekend playing footy, and that means we are back too. Here is another episode of the West Life Podcast. Welcome into another season of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. No longer Josh Balornet. We'll uh, address that tonight and many other things, West Tigers related. Of course, we haven't haven't talked about the uh, the Sean Balor uh, Olam swap. So yeah, plenty of things to talk about tonight. And I've got my regular fellas to go to. They've had they're nice and tanned up from a long hot summer. Uh, let's go to the stats man first. Mr. Thompson, how are you this evening? Yeah, g'day Josh, g'day Rob, g'day everyone who's listening in. I'm pretty good. It's been a bit of a bit of a challenging off season for me personally, um, but I'm I'm keen to have the footy back, and I never thought I'd say that after two wooden spoons in a row. So, bring on the season, bring on tonight's show, and bring on the trials starting this weekend. Yeah, there's no distraction from how shit life is uh, than how shit your West Tigers, your, your football team is. But um, coming in, in from the red room, uh, looking very, definitely, of all of us who have uh, got a tan this summer, you're looking very, very bronzed there, Mr. Bashara. How are you this evening? I'm well, guys. Good to be here. Good to be back doing the pod with you guys. I uh, hope you're both well. Hope the listeners are well. Uh, excited for a new season, whatever it brings, whether it brings great things or not so great things. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about. Just saying, yeah, all our regular names feeding through again. So we, I started this in 2019, so that makes it 19, 20, 1, 2, 3, 6th season. Jesus, it's got six year already. So so I guess the fifth year for you boys, I think. I think you came in the after the first year. So, yeah, welcome. It's good to see year after year, same faces coming through. Just saw Tyson. He said his 49ers lost the Super Bowl today so i mean it could be worse you could be a denver broncos fan like me and just sucked for a, a decade kind of like the tigers have but condolences mate it was a good good super bowl before we get into the footy just quietly yeah it was, it was a, a very good ending good ending to the game it was it was pretty pretty dour early not many mm. points but uh well, thanks tyson for letting the chiefs win it helped my bank balance today so that was really good yeah f the chiefs i hate them couldn't believe they were they were underdogs. The Chiefs, like mm. they've got Patrick Mahomes, they're probably getting close now to the greatest of all time, and he absolutely bossed that, particularly the overtime period. So yeah, good game. Bit like Rob said, bit down early, but congrats to the Chiefs. Yeah, it's getting like the Panthers with them, kind of like the best playmaker, most dominant team of the modern era. But yeah, all right. Well, that footy season's over. The uh, the real footy season beginning this weekend when the West Tigers take on the, the Warriors and we'll preview that game on Wednesday. So just a little bit of info for those. There might be new viewers, who knows, new year, new viewers slash listeners. So yeah, Monday we do a review show, Wednesday we do a preview show. It's going to be a little bit tricky because there's one week or two weeks in between the season and the trials. The West Tigers, obviously the buy round one and there's a off week in between so we'll have think of a few things we've got the i've been working on this year's prediction poll so you can all take part in that keep an eye out 
for that on the socials. So do predictions and later in the year we'll revisit them, see how how wrong we are. And I've got to pick a new favourite player this year, unfortunately, but that's the second time I've dwelled on it. I'll, I'll dwell on it when we talk about it. Uh, I've got the little ticker. For those who listen on audio, on the video version on YouTube, check it out. We have, I've set up, I think it's called, I can't remember what it's called, but basically down the side, all the topics, so you know when you tune in what we're talking about tonight and what we have talked about if you missed it. Yeah, so we go live. Going to aim for 8.30 Mondays and Wednesdays. I guess the West Tigers playing one Monday night, obviously, in Easter. Who knows? It might be a little bit tough because probably planning to go to the game, get back for the show. That'll probably be a Tuesday. And obviously, State of Origin Wednesdays will probably not be on a Wednesday. But 8.30 Monday, Wednesday, most of the time. We're also looking this year, thinking of a few more ideas of possibly doing like game day streams and events, possibly like live reaction sort of stuff and, yeah, we'll all get together and get as many listeners as we can at a venue, maybe West Ashfield or something, to, yeah, watch the game on a big screen. And, yeah, I've, I've seen a few American sports do the, the live watch-along stuff, so I think that would be pretty fun to do it for our West Tigers and kind of, yeah, do it with you guys, the fans, as well. So, and uh, Big Shano, he's back. Yep. He he's back sponsoring. We might as well go to that one. So MG Pump Solutions for the long time listeners. When was the last time Shane you popped on the show once? I think last year. Maybe once. Last year, yeah. yeah, once, once so, or twice. He was he was he, he was here occasionally. So Shane's business MG Pumps. They do like water pumps and yeah, lots of pumps. I guess. They're, they're going to be the West Tigers corner post sponsor for home games this year. So you'll see his business on the corner post, and he sent us through what those corner posts are going to look like. So his business is black and orange and black, orange, and white because obviously of his love of the West Tigers. So they'll um, they'll fit in nicely at Leichhardt and Campbelltown this year. So on your big shadow, and he promised he was going to come on tonight, but with work, it's very hard for him to to stay up late and do the show but he promised he will try and get on as the year goes on maybe when the season kicks up for real and he can get angry or happy with the uh, the results of the game this year also on board with us this year mobile court court mobile corp got to better get their name right they're going to sponsor us yet again <laughs> mobile corp so shouts to steven and the team at mobile corp so yeah please support them if you need any it done with your business they are the old mlc phones which of course sponsored Balmain slash sydney tigers in the 90s so they're now called mobile corp so any it any anything in your business you need done with it check out mobilecorp.com.au and yeah thanks Stephen and the team for uh, jumping on board with us again this season. Right, oh, speaking of the new season, obviously we have we did touch on it a little bit last episode. If you missed it, last episode we did talk about we have an episode about Luai signing, so we won't talk about Luai Luai too much in this episode because we literally dedicated a whole episode. What about four? When did he sign? About four. It was just after New Year's Eve, wasn't it? So go back, yeah, through where, wherever you're listening or watching this. And if you haven't yet, have a watch of that. And as and I also before that did a draw breakdown. So if you want to know everything about 
the West Tigers draw this year, as an I did that. If you, yeah, stat nerds and want to plan holidays and that sort of thing around the West Tigers, tune in to that. Talked about the management change, obviously, a whole whole episode also dedicated to the old mate B1 and B2 being given the arse and then Richo coming in. But, Rob, since we last talked about it, what are your impressions of Shane Richardson and Barry O'Farrell taking over? Well, I think obviously Barry's still in India, but Shane Richardson as interim C has so far lived up to everything we could hope for and more. You know, he's been working diligently, even from his bedside in hospital, which is a far cry, you know, from the previous CEO who, you know, when we lost our first few games of 2022, was up having a holiday in Northern Territory. So this guy just wants to get it. I think the difference too, we've got a CEO, I'm not saying so much about Pasco with this, but we've got a CEO who is supportive of the coach in full. He's giving the coach everything he wants. I don't think you could say that about, the previous chairman who, you know, was for a short-term supportive of Michael Maguire and then basically stabbed him in the back and was supportive of Tim Sheens and then went and got Scott Fulton behind his back. So I think we've got, you know, a guy there who is just so good at what he does and, like, honestly, for, from the West Tigers' point of view, he's the equivalent of winning Powerball. Like, in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have thought of a better person to get. I just hope it's not an interim position. I hope he's there for a couple of mm. years and... And at the very least, he gets people around him that can, you know, carry out the the path that he, he wants to take with our clubs. Look, he's made some great decisions. I think just judging from social media, I haven't heard any criticism from him, from our supporters. Mm. They're all happy with the moves he's made. It seems to be a happy camp. So, yeah, I, I just think it's it's just, even though it might not, like I said on the last episode, it might not mean short-term success, but I with Shane Richardson there now, I definitely think we're, we're absolutely cooking. It's just a matter now with Benji and the players as to whether it's going to be a slow burn or, you know, we're going to be, you know, cooking with gas real quickly. But really happy with it and glad to be a member again, by the way. So I promise I'll become mm. a member again. So I've got a family pass now, so I'm, I'm members like you guys. So, look, I just really want to be a supporter this year and there's nothing to complain about now. Like, it's just a matter of now. It's all in the hands of the coach and the players and, Whatever they do, we're going to support, whether they're wins or whether they're losses. But I just think we've got the right bloke to to lead us, you know, give us a path for hope for the future. As it's it's quite odd, we had a whole off-season. I know the media, had a, they tried their best to have a stab at the West Tigers, but the leaks have all dried up, which is quite odd since B1 and B2 have gone. Yeah, it seems like you can really pin the tail on the donkey of where the leaks were coming from. It, I, I think it seems quite obvious who was leaking. Obviously, there's buzz in the media now cooking up all of his things that he's trying to cook up, and it seems that he's really missing his l- lunches at Grappa with B1 in particular. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, what Richo's done for the club, it's like a breath of fresh air. He's given the whole entire fan base some new hope, new optimism, obviously, like Rob said, probably not short-term success, but setting the place up to become successful in the long run. I remember all those articles from Lee after he was shown the door saying how we'd struggle to sign players moving forward with all the instability with him leaving and new people coming in, but it turned out to be quite the opposite. We've made not one, but two, or not two, but even three, I'd say, stellar signings since 
Richo has taken charge. And yeah, it's just really exciting for the fan base. It's great to have real true blue supporters like Rob back as members again, even Shane. He put his money where his mouth is too. He always said that he'd come back on as a sponsor if things changed and he's done just that. So Mm. it's really good to see what this change has done for the club, done for the fan base. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how things turn out over the next like months, hopefully a couple of seasons, if uh, Richo's taking charge. I'm very interested to see membership numbers as yeah, when they first do a first count of them. If it's it's been twenty thousand, the fact that we had twenty thousand the last I think three, four years in a row, I think it's cracked twenty thousand. Like surely you'd think thirty, really. If you, maybe they rack up a couple of wins, it'll crack crack thirty. So yeah, it's it everything like Rob said, we haven't seen on-field success yet, but it feels, I don't know, I did say this last year, it felt different at the uh, the open training day, but yeah. But we've got a guy that knows what he's doing, like he's done it before, he's done it before at previous clubs, he's not going to be a bloke that needs to go to player managers or go to the journalists to ask for advice, he knows what to do, he's done it at South, he's done it at Penrith, done it at Cronulla in the Super League area, done it in England, like that's what gives me confidence, I know he's done it before and he's not a show pony. You know, like I said, he's working from his bedside while he was getting his toe amputated. Like, mm. that shows true commitment to the cause. It's not, oh, yeah, I really want the Tigers to do well and I'm having lunch at Grappa. You know mm. what I mean? Like, this guy knows what he's doing and, like, it might not be a year. It might take three years. might take five years. But he's going to do it right. He's going to do it his way. If there needs to be any other staff changes in any way, whether it's coaches, assistant coaches, whatever he's down the track and he needs to make the tough call, he'll make the tough call. But right now he's going to support everyone that's there, give them the opportunity to succeed, and then it's up to them. And then if the players or coaches don't perform, then I'm sure he'll readdress that. But he's a very smart operator, and I'm actually quite shocked that we were able to nab him as an interim CEO. It's hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna I think it's going to turn out the best appointment we've ever made, at least from an administrational point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to uh, see what goes from here. So one of the moves was made by management. So I felt like, God, how many years did it feel like David Nofaluma was going to be let go as a Tiger? Like two, maybe three seasons. So officially he is no longer at the club. Yeah, it's it, it's sad from a sentimental point of view, but it as it, it kind of had to happen, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Like he had that really strong M winger of the year season in the the abridged 2020 season where he was absolutely superb. And then he kind of just slipped away from doing what he did that year and the following season in 2021. And from there, it just seemed like a slow descent into the untenable position he found himself in. I remember there were the issues where he showed up after a wedding to training or something like that, drunk or something like that. I don't remember the exact details of the story, so don't quote me on that one, but yeah, he was stripped of the leadership group responsibilities at that time. And from there, it just seemed like it was only a matter of time. I feel bad for people who absolutely love him, like Patty Sills with his uh, Nofa tattoo. Mm. That's, a, that's a bit of an unfortunate one now. But First um, person I message. <laughs> I honestly think it's been in the best interests of the club and Nofa. I don't think he signed a contract elsewhere yet. But yeah, hopefully for him, he can continue his career and do well with another club. But Yep, we needed to move on. We've done just that and look into the future. 
hundred percent. Anything to add to that, Roberto? No, look, it ha- it had to be done. I I love Noffer as a person. I'm not going to talk ill of him. He's he's a good bloke. I've I've got to spend a tiny little bit of time with him off the field, and he's our leading try scorer in, in our club's mm. history. Uh, I just wish him well. I think what what it does show, and I'm, I'd say this is mostly Benji, but I'm sure Richo's got his influence there. This has been festering for a couple of years now, and the club's really set on changing the culture. So, and it's all about team first, about you know giving it your all, and and you know there were there were rumblings of you know Noffa really wasn't performing in like some of these wrestling drills, and he was getting known by some of the you know under twenty one players, and he really wasn't putting in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, look, I know there were certain elements of the club would have liked him sacked a couple of years ago, and it never actually happened. So. They've made the change. I really wish Noffer all the best wherever he ends up. He's a talented player. We're definitely going to miss his, you know, running from dummy half out of our end. He's like an extra mm. forward and he can take two or three men up, you know, with an early hit up. But look, we've, you just can't keep having this, you know, black cloud, so to speak, hang over your head. So best for the club. The club want to, you know, really enforce this new culture. They're trying to mould there. And, and Noffer wasn't part of those plans. So... And obviously, it'll free up some cap space as well. So I think it's just best for both parties. And I really, really wish him well and thank him for his services. Because from memory, I think he's been there since 2013. So mm-hmm. I remember, you know, you were probably there too, Josh, at that ridiculous wet weather night when we beat the Cowboys after having lost about seven or eight games in a row. And I was. Noffa scored the winner in the corner that night. I was so in the hill. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was behind the goalpost there. So, hmm. yeah, so it was, you know, what, 11 years ago. So he's been there for a long time. And, you know, he had some hard times too where he was getting unfairly treated. Like under the Jason Taylor era, he couldn't get a, a look in first first grade, hmm. you know, when there were worse players in front of him. And he was, he was ready to leave there and then. And he ended up cracking back in first grade. And he really had some good years between 2000 and, say, 16 to 20. But since he signed that new contract, he wasn't the same player again. Hmm. just looked distracted. He just didn't look focused. You know, there was certainly effort put in by him, but he, you know, to the outsider looking in, he just looked a little bit casual. But, you know, I appreciate everything he's done for the club. He's played a hell of a lot of games, scored a hell of a lot of tries. He did love the club. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's got some outside influence that, you know, isn't the right. Probably got a few characters that aren't the right people to be hanging around and maybe they're a bit of a party influence on him. I don't know. But, yeah, we move on from that and wish him well. 100 tries, do you think he, he'll he be a Hall of Famer? The West Tigers, what do they call it? The Hall of Fame? Yeah, life I, membership, I, sorry, life membership. You you would like to think, think. that the, the fact that he scored that many tries, yes, mm. but also you think of the fact that this sort of off the off-field issues have dragged out for a, what mm. this would be the third season now if you want to count 2024, be it, you know, it's barely started. I'm not so sure because I think a lot of the off-field stuff can, you know, if there's a little bit of malice or ill feeling amongst people, you know, that grudge might sort of be held and he might not get put there. But hopefully one day they'll look back at it and, you know, I mean, he's in a lot of highlight reels and we always see that try where he's, you know, flying in the air and risking his body when Benji lightly overkicks a ball to the corner post at Campbelltown. So, yeah, hopefully one day they'll, they'll mend their bridges. But right now I think it's just they both, you know, best they both move on. Yeah, we mentioned Paddy Sills, obviously, before with his tattoo of Nofaluma. But, yeah, so officially talking about it now, Sean Bloor. Obviously, to the Melbourne Storm, Justin Ollum to the West Tigers in a swap. We talked about this possibly happening around 
around, I reckon, 18 or 19. It was like a fair few weeks before the end of the season. I know that he met with Bellamy when we played in Newcastle. So that's when the conversation with Bellamy started. So I think it was not long after that without looking at last year's draw. But, yeah, so, yeah, when it comes to a breakup, is it worse that they uh, they spring it on you randomly or, yeah, do the dirty or do you want to ease into it and know that it's coming, that it's inevitable that they're going to leave you, I guess. But, but yeah, it's obviously sucks for me. I know and I get the theory behind it. We're, we're stacked with forwards and we need an outside back. So, but yeah, that doesn't, doesn't ease the pain for me at all. It just doesn't, just looking at, looking, staring into his eyes right now with that purple jersey on my screen. It just, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right, boys. Who wants to take over for the first comment before I start crying? Look, it, it was going to happen, as you said, a few months ago. Let's be frank about this. The deal fell through, guys. It was it was meant to be a swap a few months ago, and it fell through. It wasn't going to happen. He was obviously going to go there next year, but the swap was off. We needed an outside back, and suddenly Richo's in charge, and the deal gets done. So, again, this is a bit of a, a tick for Richo. It was it was off the table, a swap. Richo comes in, the swap's back on. So, look, hopefully, hopefully, Justin, Olam looks like he's training well. Like, there's been reports about his knee being an issue but seeing a clip of him yesterday or the day before on channel nine news he looked like he was mm. running quite quite freely we, we do need outside backs but at the same time you know like if you look at our sort of best projected 17 we're kind of looking a little bit thin with that last forward on the bench and then and the depth behind that given that we've lost joe off and mid-season and sean Bloor mm. now but you know no disrespect to benji sean Bloor is going to thrive in melbourne and, and well, i know i know he's going to be better for it and you know, hopefully he'll be back in a few years if if he doesn't like it too much in Melbourne. Well, I know for a fact that Benji wanted him and Fulton didn't. So Benji basically said we want to keep you. Benji said to me they want to extend his contract. So he was obviously signed, contracted just for this year, needed a contract for next year. And then the Tigers basically never got around to doing anything officially. So he got a bit of like a, a half promise from Benji and the club that they'll extend him, but they just yeah, he had to he had to secure his future and sign with the storm for twenty five and yeah, so I guess it was inevitable that they just pull the plug and do do the swap as well. So yeah, shouts to yeah, Kev and Bianca and everyone in the the Bloor family as well. They've been awesome for me. They still are like Kev literally called me yeah to let me know the news that it was basically going to be pen to paper of, of it all happening and t- told me yeah thank me for my support of Sean through his career and I'll still be a fan look I'm actually for the first time in the storm's what 25 year history I'll actually be uh, yeah keen to watch a Melbourne Storm game I'll be, uh, be keeping an eye on him fingers crossed he uh, gets that blues jersey debut I can 2025, here we are, make his Blues debut. But, um, with you. Anything to add, As? Yeah, I am I was devastated to lose him as well. I was firmly of the belief that he's one of those young forwards that we should have kept to continue improving our pack around. But I get the problem that we had where we needed someone in the outside backs because we, we really have been lacking the speed 
and our defensive issues have been quite bad. Olam should hopefully fix those up. But yeah, I was really devastated to lose Bloor. I agree. He's going to absolutely thrive down in Melbourne. He's got a very, very, very good coach there in Bellamy, and he's got a very good halves pairing that he could run very good lines off of. He's training well. Everything looks to be coming up nice and good for for Blory. Honestly, though, the thing I'm most disappointed about is I never got to get a picture with him. So, uh, yeah. Sean, still- if you are listening, if you are listening to this, I'll try and find you at Leichhardt after we play his mid season, and I, I want mm. a picture with you. <laughs> definitely we'll uh, just hang around definitely. josh barnett aaron you'll find him that way um, i'll be i'll be at the fence sign yeah. come back come back come back to me glory but yeah definitely looking forward to like out of all places for him to come back and play yeah so what round is that did you say as round it's mid-season i think it's yeah. origin period like 17 18 maybe somewhere around there mm. it'd be very cold but hopefully he still takes his shirt off after the game, like he normally does. <laughs> uh, right, moving on to another legend of rugby league, Greg Inglis. He was, I wouldn't say spotted, but he literally was on a new on Channel Nine News talking about it. He was at West Tigers training, apparently doing some mentoral work with Jareem Buller. So, seeing him in West Tigers colours is, yeah, quite quite shocking. Like seeing Sean Bloor in purple is one thing, but to see GI wearing West Tigers clothes. Yeah. Pretty cool. One of the arguably, I don't know, what do you reckon, top three greatest outside backs of all time? Like he's one of the one of the greats of the game. Definitely in the, the NRL era anyway, Rob. But he's definitely, um, he's definitely the best runner of the football I've seen. He's definitely the best runner of the football. I've mm. never seen anyone run with the ball like him. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts on this, Rob? Oh look, it's it's a, look anything we can do to help our players is good. Apparently, and like I said, I'm, I'm just like the rest of us. I can only read what I see in the media about it. But he's there basically for a, a mentoring role. It's just to help him deal with the mental side of it. I guess to you know one thing we do have to worry about a little bit with Buller is so many players that have a stellar first year, especially mm. the way Buller came in unexpectedly. It was like he got put in in round seven or eight or whatever it was. You know, they suffer from second-year syndrome. So maybe I think Greg Inglis will help him with that. You know, we need – we've really got two or three blokes in our team, you know, such as Chorus House, such as Bateman and Buller, that I think they're, they're our linchpins, our cornerstones. We we need those guys in the team as many weeks as we can. And, and you know, like if we lost Buller in any way, whether it's through injury or whatever, you know, we're, we're up shit creek. So I think it's a good move and obviously – English has got an association with Shane Richardson's management company, which, you know, call it whatever you want, but it's a great thing. And and this is, again, you know, Richo doing something, anything he can to help Benji and the coaching staff get the best out of our players because that's what it's about. We want all our players, you know, to improve, just like we would have wanted, you know, Sean Law to improve under our colours, which, you know, didn't quite happen the way we wanted. We need Jareem to keep improving and stepping up, and we want him to be one of the premier fullbacks in the game. Well said, As anything to add? No, I just, I just really like that he's like helping Buller out with particularly the mental side of things. I know Benji said he's not going to have too much to do with the on-field side of things, but it's great to see that in this day and age where kids can come up through the grades, and it sometimes gets to their head a little bit. I'm not saying. Buller is going to be like that, but it's good to have someone who's been through it all 
uh, someone he knows and has a good relationship as well, who's been through the highs and lows of an NRL player, just to yeah, just to be there to guide him through what could be a very interesting second year for him, particularly as he's now considerably more well known. Obviously, he was runner up in the Dalian Rookie of the Year last year. Probably should have won it, but we've talked about that before. But yeah, I just I really like this from the club, and it's good to see again Richo doing Richo things. Yeah, yes. It's, it's only been a month, but it feels like a whole different. I mean, it is a, a very new physical place, but yeah, it's, it's all all seems to be coming together thanks to uh, to Richo. Speaking of which, obviously, the jersey sponsor for this year is still Brighton's Lawyers, but the club is looking for a, another sponsor for next year. And someone tagged tagged us on Twitter. I forgot who it was i could look it up but apologies i forget who it was they might even be in the chat let me know if it was you that tagged us on twitter a link to uh Roche owner uh rami how do i pronounce that surname rob y-k-m-o-u-r you- y-k-m-o-u-r i don't know i can't see it on y-k-m-o-u-r you more i don't know yeah i don't yeah no, I- sorry rami sorry. yeah i i tried to get the uh, my Lebanese co-host <laughs> to pronounce it for yeah, me, but yeah. Sorry, mate, uh, I can't see the vision here. So, like, and then for you to spell it out, I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be calculating. Yeah, that yeah. Stuff all good. Quickly. Look, he's the head honcho of Roche's, and he used to be on the sleeves. So, if you're watching on the video, I've got the picture of Tim Simona and Martin uh, Marty Sapal holding the old Anzac jersey that he had. Yeah, the sponsorship with so i assume he's he sponsored the bulldogs as well so i'm not sure if he's a west tigers fan but anyway on his tiktok he said that he wants to put his hand in hand up to uh, take over from brighton's next year and sponsor they are orange the club the brand like the roche is decked out in orange so maybe maybe he's done a shane and yeah colored his business in his footy team team's colors but yeah so it seems like sponsors aren't it's not going to be that hard to find new sponsors to move in, Rob, to sponsor what we've called a sleeping giant of a club. Yeah, I think I think the fear factor of losing a million-dollar sponsor or whatever the figure is with Brighton's has been, you know, overplayed. I actually think, you know, there are sponsors that are probably intimidated to come on board. And let's face it, we, you know, everyone's talking about conflict of interest and stuff like that, which we'll get onto later. I mean, Brighton's sponsor other clubs. They sponsor, mm. you know, Bowser, Newcastle, to a lesser degree, state of origin. So, you know, look, I, I, you know, personally, like given the fact that, you know, the the principle of Brydon's hates our guts with a passion, basically tried to divide and conquer us from people within the club, blackball players coming on our show, I, I would be the happiest person in the world if we could replace Brydon's lawyers. I've got no time for Hadja Pantelis or his company. So, and I'm actually really happy to see that Hadja Pantelis is advertising on TV for Bryden's lawyers, which means his business must be suffering a bit and he needs some business. So, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. The, so the, like, the sooner he's off our jersey, the better. Then I can love that jersey even more. What TV show were you watching that you saw a Bryden's lawyers TV? Yeah, it was just like one o'clock in the morning watching no, Oz no, Direct or something. A, it was a just a Bryden's ad with a, a, you know, about an eight out of 10 good looking chick on <laughs> doing the spiel or whatever. Yeah. And kind of caught my attention then i saw bryden's lawyers and i changed the channel so it's all good <laughs> as anything to add 
has anyone have you, you guys ever eaten at a Rocher's? I've actually never. I've walked past. I've never actually been been to one. I've, but, I've um, eaten there once. I think like at Lidcombe, mm. Lidcombe, Parramatta Road there. Mm. Yeah, that was many years ago though. But yeah, look, it's 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 good food. Mm. We, we can't we can't knock him. You might want to sponsor a podcast or something. So <laughs> yeah, we love yeah, free we'll, we'll food. Give, we'll give him a plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout us. Look, pay us in schnitzels. I actually had a family dinner at Rocher's two, maybe three weeks ago now. I think it oh, might have been. Fate. So hmm. not not there not that go. long ago, and it was a really good schnitty. I had a schnitty that night. It was it was glorious. Yeah, contact us podcast at westlife.com if you're listening to the show. Righto. Appy Coruscant, I don't know how to really segue into this. Appy Coruscant's got a shit haircut. And, yeah, so he rocked up to – I don't don't know the exact details, but I think he rocked up to training late, I think he mentioned, and he went and got his hair done probably at some – it was on some TikTok of some semi-famous hairdresser. So I think he's paid a fair, fair buck to have this – Billy Idol cut done, but yeah, basically a bleach blonde hair. I've got the picture up on the screen now. Yeah, glad glad to know that it was a punishment and not by choice. It's kind of funny if you do watch the video when she pulls the towel off his head, his eyes kind of light up knowing that he's going to get shit for it. But as credit to it, he came out and get showed it at press conference and basically shown that the culture of the club is no excuses, even if you're the captain. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really good to see players are being held to account for dropping standards, things like that. We've seen it at, at times at clubs, and then there have been other times where it just seems like players have rocked up to games or other clubs with dodgy haircuts. I can't remember who it was, but it was someone at the Dragons when we played them a while back. It actually been Ben Hunt, maybe. Mm. can't remember who it was, but it, it was can't a while remember. back. But I remember yeah, Corey Norman doing it but that might have just been he was off his face and decided <laughs> to do it me. voluntarily but yeah i just think it's really good that even the captain i'm assuming he's going to still be captain is being held to the same standards as the standards as the rest of the team i think that's really important when you're trying to build cohesion and fix up a side that's been struggling for the last few years now anything to add to that roberto yeah guys i'm i'm going to definitely be in the minority here i love that haircut if that was a punishment <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he. I reckon he's rocking it really good. And mate, if that's a Billy Idol haircut, given his 2023 form, I want more, more, more because mm-hmm. he, he was awesome last year. And I think it suits him. I really think it suits him. So, yeah, I don't know what I don't. I don't know what he did to deserve it. But let me tell you, I reckon it's an upgrade. Did you guys bleach your hair in the early 2000s? I, I actually bleached my hair for the 1988 Grand Final and and got interviewed on the news. So I I did the Mr. T mohawk with just an orange. No way. I did. Go, I had a mullet. You got a photo of that? I've actually got the video. Yeah, I've still got it on a VHS cassette tape that mum. Whip that I'll out. Let me, I'll digit. I'll, yeah, send it to me. I'll go, I can digitize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, nice. you, you, won't, you won't recognize me, mate. It was like How 40, good. 40 kilos ago. So, yeah, but it was, it was quite funny right. at the time. Yeah, so I, that was the only time I've done it. I did it. So our team... Shouts to Erin Eagles in the under 13s. We made the grand final that year, and our whole team. It was year 2000. How old am I? Year 2001. Yeah, under 13. So it would have been 2001. So that's when bleach hair was. It's early 2000s when basically everyone 
was doing it. The whole team, we all got together on the Friday night and the mums all volunteered and, yeah, got the bl- – bl- I think it's bleach. I can't even remember. Put something in your hair. We all, yeah, dyed our hair blonde. I got the photo, yeah, playing from after the game. We lost the game. But my story from that is so we were playing at uh, – what's the stadium in Gosford called now? I can't remember. It was called North Power Stadium back okay. then. So my nan was sitting high up in the grandstand ready to watch us play and we all ran out. And my nan turned to my dad and goes, God, I didn't realize Josh had so many redheads in his team. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, not a good look for uh, chubby 13-year-old me. But, yeah, your minor bunnies got the best of us. Chris Ironton's junior club beat us that day. That was like our rival club back then. But, yeah, the only time I've had bleached hair. Well, you guys, any bleached hair? No, never. No. <laughs> So we don't know what this punishment was for, do we, with, with Appy? I think late for training. Maybe that's why Noffy's yeah, hair was blonde for a while last year. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's exactly why. On to the All-Stars. So I didn't even, I've had so little interest in the All-Star game or games uh, incoming, but even less so now for the men's anyway. Not a single West Tigers player. I guess we don't have that many indigenous and like Brent Naden, um, maybe because he's battling injuries, didn't get a crack and Maori as well. So, but Betty Walsh, she got a start for, yeah, the Kiwi side in the women's as, so it'd be good to watch her play again. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch Bo. I love when watching her represent her culture. I think it's amazing that this game still happens. Like you said, I don't have too much interest in it these days at the moment either, but I will watch the women's game, particularly to watch Bo. As for the men's, though, I I don't mind that we didn't have any players selected because yeah, given how our last couple of seasons have been, I think it's really important to keep the squad together, keep mm. building cohesion, not have any disruptions. And I think that's perfect for us just to continue trying to fix up what needs to be fixed up and, no distractions, no nothing like that. The whole squad, like we've seen, can go over to New Zealand for this weekend's trial and continue just bonding and building building as a squad together. So uh, it's really good for our men to not have any players in, but because the women's comp doesn't start until like June or July or whenever it is, it's it's mm. still good to see Bo getting a run. Mm. I like actually, I do like the the war war cry dances that the teams do. I, that is a Great, great part, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Yeah, look, I, I'm not normally a fan of any of our players being in these rep, rep games because, you know, injuries, you know, happen and, and they can be severe injuries. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching the games. But, yeah, the, the less players we've got involved, I'm actually happier, to be honest. So a little bit selfish of me, but that's that's the reality of it. Randomizer just said Aiden Caesar is Indigenous. Didn't, there you go. Didn't, actually, I think he, yeah, he's played for the Indigenous side previously. Now that he mentions that, but yeah, the, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of talent in that Indigenous side. That I guess it's not that surprising that a man that hasn't been in the NRL for four years didn't get picked. Righto, two lower grades. So SG Ball and Harold Matz they have kicked off. It was round two last weekend. So in Harold Matz the the Maggies, they got up 44-22 over the Storm. 
and Balmain lost 26-6 to the Roosters. And in SG Ball, 24-all draw to the Magpies against the Storm at, yeah, where they play? I'm trying to, Broadmeadows. They played in a different place to the Harold Mats, which is weird. Do you think they'd play in the same spot? So the Magpies and the Harold Mats had a home game at Camden, but SG Ball had an away game in Melbourne against the same team. Don't know how that works, but anyway. One. Balmain lost by a field goal to the Roosters in SG Ball. So the Magpies, yeah, really flying the flag for us. In the juniors, in Tasha Gale, the girls got carved up by the Roosters 60 blot at Leichhardt. And the Lisa Fiola, they're under 16? 17s. 17s. They lost close one, 20 to 18. And just quickly on the Lisa Fiola, their captain is my second cousin. So shouts to... Shouts to a fellow Barnett flying the flag. Not since not since Richie have I seen a Barnett. Oh, no, there's Mitch Barnett, obviously. I forgot about Mitch <laughs> Barnett as well. But, yeah, shouts to my second cars, who's captain of our Lisa Fiola. West, at least someone in the family has got some talent. Obviously, that side of the cousins got the, the football playing talent because their brother's a pretty good player coming through the Leichhardt Wanderers as well. So, yeah. We obviously missed out there, but yeah, any of the ad, the the, uh, the junior stuff, boys. Just before we move on from it, I'm looking forward to round six of the junior reps because in SG Ball and Harold Matts, both Balmain and Western Suburbs teams play against each other, and I like that the club are doing a, an article each week about the junior grades and comments from the coaches. I'm hoping to see some shots fired from the coaches of those four clubs. When it comes to that article in the lead up to round six, which I think is Saturday the 9th of March, it's a doubleheader, a Magpies doubleheader at Lidcombe or something, I think. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be good fun. Lidcombe Oval, yeah, might have to definitely check check that out down the road from us, us three. We all live not too far from Lidcombe Oval. In Laurie Daly, MacArthur West Tigers beat the Bulldogs 30-16 and in the Andrew Johns Cup. They carved out the Bulldogs as well, 24-2. to two. So, nice work to those boys getting the big win in the academy sides. A few other things to touch on. So, we signed young Solomona Fatape. Did I get that right, As Sounded right. That's pretty <laughs> much my best guess at it. Solomona Fatape is yeah. probably how I'd say it. So, you're pretty close to what you said. Big boy from Brisbane. So, be keen to see, yeah, watch him develop, make his way into into yeah the higher sides but yeah on a development contract there an update on Adam Dewey so Rob what's the latest with AD uh look he was on the news again a couple of nights ago he's hoping to be back mid-season uh, everything's going well he he started training again and you know he's basically said look I'll put my hand up to play anywhere in the side and he just wants to help help the club to be better and you know, it's a it's a matter of whether he gets offered a contract at the, at the end of the year or not. But I know that if it's up to him, if there are offers on the table or offers from the Tigers, he doesn't want to go anywhere. So loves the club, wants what's best for the club. But I just hope hope that knee re- has gone really well, Nick, and he, he can show his you know true potential because we need guys that you know love the club to, and want the club to mm. do well to be at the club. We don't want to lose guys like that. We need to keep the guys that that want to want to play for the club and and put that passion in the jersey. 
Does that mean he'd be content to play centre? Because it's very unlikely he'll play 5-8 for us next year. You'd, you'd have to think so because, you know, one, one thing we have messed up, you know, the last 18 months is that whole halfback situation. I mean, we've literally put our hand up for every single halfback in the comp. You know, we got we got rid of Hastings. We put all our eggs trying to get Mitch Moses and we offered other, other halfbacks, you know, Sean Johnson. We tried to get anyone we could. Then we've invested heavily. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we've invested heavily in Dayton Sullivan and young Fainu, and we're, we're talking contracts of over half a million dollars. And in Fainu's case, he's probably not going to see first grade this year. And then out of left field, which obviously is the right thing to do for the club, we went and got Jerome Luai. So you've, you've got between those guys, you've got you're going to have over two and a half million dollars invested in. You know, with, with Dewey, it'd be three million dollars in the halves. So we've got even though we've got a lot of room in our salary cap, we've got too much money in our half. So hmm. so something's got to give. So. Adam's going to most likely have to play a different position in our club. But the good thing is he'd be versatile enough if he was to play centre to be moved into the halves if need be. But you know, you, I just can't imagine, you know, Luai, Sullivan and Fainu all being there. And don't forget, I haven't even mentioned Galvin, who they're talking up deluxe. Mm. Like, there, there are talks that he might be able to play a different position, like a ball-playing lock, like, you know, Isaiah Yo at, at Penrith or something like that. But you've got all these guys... There's only two spots there, guys, and and no club has you know six hundred thousand dollar halves playing reserve grade. You know mm. we're not we're not the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know we can have someone on a multi million dollar contract and have them have them playing Reggie. So that's something we did stuff up, but that's something that we're going to have to rectify. And I think it'll just play its course naturally. I, I, I guess whoever performs best this year will have first dibs on partnering Luai for next year. So mm. we'll just see how it all pans out. But I'd, I'd like Adam to be a part of the club because he can fill in in multiple positions, not just in the halves, centre, you know, fullback if need be. He's safe under the high ball given he's not the fastest bloke in the world. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, who knows? He might end up having to leave if the club don't offer him a contract. And, unfortunately, it's probably most likely that he won't get offered a contract. But I hope he gets enough game time this year to prove that he's worth hmm. keeping. Yeah, that might be it. It'd be what he can do when he comes back. As would you like to see him come back possibly into the centres later in or mid-year? Absolutely. I think our 17 will be a better 17 with a fit Adam Dewey playing for us. That I think that's no, there's no question about that. He has lost a lot of speed and obviously there's going to be some issues potentially with mat, match fitness when he, come, when he does come back. So I don't know if we'll see him play a bit of reserve grade first. I feel like that would probably be ideal. Give him some game time, give him or get him some time to try and get his body right and make sure he's playing well. But, yeah, he, he'll come in potentially around the origin period at the very earliest, maybe maybe considerably later than that. But, yeah, I think if we have Adam playing, our team is much better for it. Yeah, we'll, to, we'll see what happens. I, yeah, I hope he comes back and carves up. I, I love AD as well. Just going to address this comment here from Cookie on YouTube. He says, up the bunnies in brackets, you're minor. We'll, the name's Cookie. I assume that means hash cookie. If you're from your minor, Cookie 12. So, but yeah. Righto. Steph, obviously, there's a whole talk about Steph's get out clause in his contract. So, if we don't make the top eight this year, he can opt out next year. Uh, they did an article in SMH. It's funny how the SMH write positive articles about us and use them to do negative stories. But anyway, in SMH, uh, they spoke to Steph and the whole story 
was basically that he wants to stay. Quote from Steph, I'm trying to focus on making the top eight. That's what I want to do. I want to stay at the Tigers. I've loved every minute I've been here. They've given me my big opportunity to become the player I am now. I want to give back to the club. We'll see what happens. I haven't listened to basically any of the speculation. Benji is big on team first and putting others before yourself. So that's what I'm trying to do. So, Rob, look, the odds are that we're probably not going to make the top eight this year. Are you worried at all that this clause could bite us in the bum? Look, if he doesn't if he doesn't want to be at the West Tigers, then I wouldn't want him at the West Tigers. The one quote that I don't think you mentioned there, Josh, that did worry me a little bit was he did say something, words to the effect of, I'll leave it up to my manager. Because mm. the reality is he, he's, he's not going to get picked for origin. We're most likely not going to make the eight. I, I mean, personally, if, if we're out of the bottom three this year, I'd be ecstatic. Sure, I'd love to make the eight, and I really believe it's up to the players and it's up to, you know, Benji. And I know, I know the culture's changed and all that. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you, you've got to get wins. And mm. I'm just concerned that we've got brand new halves, you know, one that hasn't played in the, in the NRL since 2019, and most likely his partner is going to be someone that's had 20 games or less and be at a new club. So we're we're asking a lot if we really think we're going to make the eight. But I just think, I just think there's a lot of hope. With the club now, there just seems to be a lot of positivity. And what I love about what Benji's creating is he's literally indirectly saying to the rest of us that whoever performs well in training on the field is going to get first dibs. So, you know, even though we'd expect Sullivan, you know, to partner Caesar in the halves, if Galvin plays his ass off, Galvin's going to start. So he's just basically given everyone incentive, guys, give us your best. Show me that you belong in first grade, and I'll pick you. And if and if you know whoever's playing better, I'm going to pick. It's not going to be on reputation, and I think that's a really good thing, you know, for the club to have. So, like as I said, we're not. I don't think we're going to make the eight, and Steph will have then the right to leave. But that clause should never have been in a in a contract to begin with. And I mm. I think any any future contracts that Shane Richardson will be a part of, there won't be clauses like that. You don't want to sign with us piss off like just you know you're, you're either in or you're, you're not in so yeah just the fact that he said i'll leave it up to my manager didn't didn't close the door on it and the skeptical part of me says well what else is he going to say to the media i don't want to be at the tigers i haven't had a good time for the last few years mm. so you know i mean he did get picked for origin even all albeit that fitler played him for about 12 or 13 minutes but i i, th- I think you know we need steph to have a big year and look if our best players all play well then, you know, we're a puncher's chance of making the final. But we really need all those guys to play at their potential and, you know, really really play their asses off. And hopefully the the also-rans of our team, you know, can can sort of get inspired by that. Anything to add, Az? No, that's pretty much covered it. I think, like Law, Stefano is one of the players, I think, that we were, we should really be able to build our team around. I, I really hope he stays. I think he's potentially a future captain as well once Appy retires, mm. which I think is one of the highest endorsements you can give a young player. I remember he captained our team in our first trial in New Zealand last year, and he looked really good doing so. Yeah, I think he's a captain of the future and definitely someone I think we should look to keep at the club for as long as possible. 100%. Yeah, fingers, fingers crossed. We have, yeah. I, and I feel like... If the team look, if we have another four win season, I'd be very worried. But yeah, like if we run, like you said, Rob, get out of that bottom three and have a good back end of the year, and the club kind of looks like 
have seven or eight wins and looking like they're on their way back, maybe that's enough for him to go, you know what, next year, like, we're on the way up here. We're not just dwindling like the last couple of seasons. So, look, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, yeah, we, we had a whole episode dedica- dedicated to Jerome Luai and the signing, but anything, boys, since then that you want to talk about? I know Benji's come out and said they're not going to mention his name once all year because they don't, yeah, basically be disrespectful to the players that are there this year. Has anyone changed their mind or gotten more excited about the signing? I've kind of stopped thinking about it now. 2024 is kind of on its way. Yeah, look, I was actually going to mention, Luai, just at the end of that Stefano segment there because I think what Stefano will need to realise as well is that, you know, we've got Jerome Luai coming next year and knowing Richo and knowing Benji, we're going to have another couple of really good signings. And the fact that we've landed Luai and we've proven that, you know, we can actually land a marquee player, like someone's not going to be scared to come to us. And, and you know, I, I know I'm, I've been disrespectful to the past management, but I really just want to glorify like Shane Richardson a bit. I think the fact that we've got someone that knows what he's freaking doing, okay, that's the big plus for us now. So if Stefano can see that, you know what, we, we were just missing a couple of players or whatever the case may be, and we're working on that and we've got some kids coming through and, you know, we, we unfortunately, we hate to say that word, but we're having these respectable losses, then I, I think there's a good reason to stay because it's, as I said, it's going to be very hard to win games unless we win some games early and, and get our tails up and, and get on a bit of a roll. But there's just a lot to like about the West Tigers right now. And it, it, as much as we want to win, it doesn't have to all be about winning. It just has to be like the thing I'm excited about is I feel like now I'm, I'm jumping on as a member and, and we're just going to go from the bottom up. And I'm just going to enjoy looking back at this in five years from now and say, man, I, I remember those, you know, shit couple of years of 22 and 23 and and look how it's changed. And I, I think that's what we embrace now. We've just got to support the coaches, support the team. We win, we win, we don't, we don't. But I, I think Benji's going to b- build that culture where Stefano will be happy. It's just a matter of whether he just says, well, you know, I want to go somewhere else or I want to play for the Roosters or I want to play for the Storm because Stefano no matter what you think of him, he's he's probably in the top five most damaging runners in the comp. My, my knock on Stefano is his lateral movement in defence. I think he gets caught out with inside balls and stuff and he looks like he's he's just gassed. So I think he's just got to work on his lateral movement, his defence a little bit. And the fact that we got Luai, I just I just think that's just other players are going to want to come to the club and and especially if all our kids start performing, there, there's plenty of reasons to want to come to the Tigers now and and it truly will be a destination club, not not the the crap that they were talking a couple of years ago that we are a destination club when we clearly weren't. Suddenly, I think we are that club now. So I just hope we can get the more wins we get, the more attractive we look. But I think Luai and Richardson, like those those two signings there, are just huge for our perception amongst the NRL. Sorry if I've rambled on a bit, but I just I'm really excited about this. I know I know we we shouldn't talk about him this year, but you know, we, we're going to have a guy that, that's got a fantastic step, that can change a mm. game, that can produce points. I, I just get excited now. Like, I just hope Isaiah Papali'i is with our club next year and doesn't abort shit because Papali'i was just so damaging at Parramatta. And if he's got someone like Luai playing on the left and Papali'i is going to go through so many freaking holes next year, it's ridiculous. Like, 
I, I I'm getting excited about that. And, I, and just on a tangent, I really I'm really hoping Papali'i has the year that you know Coruscant had last year because mm. that's what I think we all expected of Papali'i, and we're, and we're taking for granted how good Papali'i can be. So. Again, I, I know I'm saying we're going to be at the bottom of the ladder, but, you know, if Buller brings his A game and Stefano brings his A game and Coruscant and Bateman and Papali'i, suddenly you start thinking, hey, you know what, we might go all right. So mm. th- th- there's enough there to get wins, but we need we need those senior players and the and the better-known players to be at their best and, and everyone to get on the back of that. Anything to add, Daz? No, I'm <clears throat> I'm really excited for next year. Obviously, he's a massive get for the club not just for the team, like on-field stuff, but off-field stuff. He'll bring that winning mentality that Appy brought with him and having two players who played for the same premiership team will be really good to get them playing side-by-side again because we've still got Appy for next year guaranteed as well, I believe. And it's just a massive positive for the club moving forward. I remember after the signing was announced, I I posted on Twitter slash X slash whatever you want to call it, next off-season is going to be the longest off-season in our club's history just because we know what we've got coming to us next year, regardless of how well the Panthers do this year. And mm. it's just, yeah, like Rob said, really exciting times to be a Tiger. We, we're at the bottom now. We're starting at the bottom. And, yeah, hopefully in a few years' time we can we can be the start at the bottom. Now we're here at the top sort of sort mm. of uh, post and fans. And, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to there. But need a, need a really positive year this year. Need to find who's going to partner him in the halves and build – and then build those connections once he arrives in the 2025 preseason. 100%. Lastly, finish with our Patreon shout-outs, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you'd like to support the show, just a couple of bucks a month, get access to our Discord channel. I know thank you to all the Patreon members supporting us throughout the uh, the off-season. Obviously, the NFL channel today was going off, both you boys and I were in there talking about as the Super Bowl happened and we talk about basketball and Rob dropped a few tips in the uh, Rob Stradamus channel on the horse racing, which I caught halfway through and none of them were winners once I got on them. That's probably why they lost them. Of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> I put a few bonus bets on um, oh, no. a few horse, a few tips that you had. and I didn't even them, touch them. I didn't even touch them. them. Passed them on. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, so plenty, plenty of fun in the Discord channel alone. You can take part in the show. So, like when we do the survey coming up, I send it to the boys and girls in the uh, the Discord, and they have a crack at it first and tell me what mistakes I've made as well. So they actually help me out a lot as well. So yeah, obviously there's a few things that Rob will drop in there too that he can't say on air as well, just quietly. So yeah, there's plenty. No, no um, more of that. No more of that. No, Okay, we okay. Scratch that from. No, no, I'm just saying anything. <laughs> well, no, no predictions. I'll tell you guys privately. That's it. Okay. Sorry, guys, in the Discord. But look, we'll make it's some good reason to join the Discord. Good reason yeah. to Discord. we'll make make some make some things up. And to the show, sometimes we drop the link to the stream here, and you guys can jump. They can jump in and have a chat to us, or jump on the show if they want. So, and also our Benji Marshall. Member top tier members, so that's Rob Aaron, Will Sinclair, Gussie Harris, or Gussie joining the comments before as well. Shane's in the comments as well, and Chris Cal 55. Thank you to you guys. So they can have a rant if they wish. I know, saw Shane dropped his just as we went on to air. He said, Hi guys, 
Now the shit is gone. This year really is about Benji and the players. The office noise is no more, hopefully. It's this reason I believe we will do better than most people expect. All you need is players that respect and play for their coach. We have that. You don't need a team of superstars to make an impact. Look at the Warriors last year. Bring it on. Yeah, good point, the Warriors. They kind of, yeah, their side on paper wasn't that stacked and they had a pretty good season. So who knows? And then you look who they've added to that this year. Mm. Well, so, look yeah. at the Dolphins. The Dolphins had about six or seven good signings and a bunch of mm. misfits, and and they were knocking on the door of the eight for most of the season. Yeah, it, it's a new year, but there's always hope in a new year. But, yeah, just, look, I just hope that this season, we're obviously going to preview the season in following weeks, but I just want, I want to use my season tickets this year and go to every game knowing that the boys are going to come out and give 100% and never a chance of winning the game. That's not too much to ask, yeah. I don't think, because the last three, se- three maybe four seasons, they got to like round 16 and they just played like they didn't give a shit. So, yeah, that's – yeah, get out there and have a crack until round 20 – what's the last round? Round 27? 27, yeah. yeah. 27. But, yeah, thank you to our Patreon members, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Yeah, next ep- episode, Wednesday, we could, we get to preview a West Tigers game finally. So, as I said, we're playing the Warriors in New Zealand on Sunday Arvo. I'll find that out. 2 p.m. Sunday Arvo as? 2 p.m., yeah. Yeah, 2 p.m. Sydney time? Sydney time. Yeah, so before... Four o'clock New Zealand time. That makes sense. So we'll preview that Wednesday night. I assume Teamless Tuesday will be as is, like it is for the normal season. It's all streamed now. I believe Fox will cover the game so we can watch it and review it on Monday as well. So I can't wait to, even if they send over, they don't play the older players. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what squad... They do name for the game because there's only two preseason games and a lot of new faces. So maybe they will want to put, yeah, the halves. I assume all the the potential halves will go over. You got you kind of got to kind of start forming combos there. So, mm, so it'd be interesting. It could could be quite an interesting game to watch on Sunday. So, anything else to add before we say goodnight to Big Dog? Only just over the hour mark tonight we've done more efficient coming into the 2024 season no just yeah, if, you, if you're hesitant about getting a membership guys just jump on and, and get back into it i think i think there's a lot to look forward to and you know not going to say be patient all the time it'll be next year the year after the year after but just get on board now i think i think we've got a, a club that's in good hands now and and there's actually a, a chance for success i don't think we've we've had a chance for success for the last 15 years so uh, we've got we've got good people running the club now, and we just got to get behind the team and, and support them as much as we can. So, if you can't become a member, just get out to as many games as you can, and and we'll we'll probably be throwing a few freebie tickets on the show through the year as well. So, we'll give you plenty of notice about that. Yeah, absolutely. Game and come sit with us up in the uh, the Latcham Latcham Robinson Sand at Leichhardt potentially because we've got a few tickets there that yeah I might not be able to fill. For all five games, so why not? As anything to add before, no tradition for you to. Yeah, <laughs> I always ask you this, and we go on for another seven seven more minutes. What, what have you got for us? 
no, no, nothing extra to add this time. I'm just really looking okay. forward to the season, looking forward to doing the show with you fellas again, looking forward to hopefully spending some time with the with the listeners and having a good time and cheering on the Mighty Tigers and hopefully a good season ahead, maybe some success, hopefully more wins than last year, hopefully a rise up the ladder. Yeah, looking forward to a, a, a better year than what the previous few have been. We're back. And just to literally the hundreds of you that joined us for first first stream of the year, we cracked over into the hundreds. So thank you very much to all you joining us live and the thousands of you who listened to us across yeah, all the platforms as well. We'll speak to you Wednesday night. And as always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. <laughs>